Saturday uh, for the um, for for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, so y'all, uh, but we we're, we are going to pick it back up. So don't get in a rut. All right. Amen. And y'all remember what a rut is, correct? It's a grave with both ends kicked out. All right. So we don't want to get in a rut. So please don't forget about all that in your bulletin. We're going to have our New Year's Eve. Uh, uh, our Sunday just normal, and then after our our afternoon service, if you, if folks want to stay, we we'll go back here and we'll play some games and some things like that, you know. And how I many y'all like Monopoly? Are y'all kidding me? I'll get my grands. I'll get my grandson. I turned him into a Monopoly fiend. We played once, and and I was ruthless. And and I'm telling you, but the next time we played and I wanted to swap this or trade that, it was like, nope. <laughs> uh, so, But he loves it every time he – anyway, so I'll bring him a Monopoly game. Some of y'all can play, you know, and uh, but we're going to play some games following that uh, New Year's Eve service. So, uh, um, so y'all come out for that, all right? Uh, also, I want you to please sign up. For the prayer books, there's still some space out there if you'd like to do that, uh, so don't forget about that. If you were here Sunday for the uh, banquet, I thought we had a great time, amen? Uh, it was just, a, we had just a, a great time, and it just showed how, you know, I told my wife when we asked how many folks had been here five years or less, and it, that many people stood up, I was extreme, I was pleasantly surprised. Because uh, it shows that God's working and adding to our church family, and so uh, I was extremely thankful for that. So uh, just uh, keep praying. Let's finish strong. Uh, let's stay the course. It's not you know. Let's don't stay the course till next week. Let's, okay. Let's stay the course till the end of the end of the year. 
And uh, we've got our new theme all ready to go. We have our new banners ready to put up, and uh, we're going to have a we're going to introduce all that the first Sunday in January. So please, please don't miss that. Let's uh, not only finish strong, but let's start off strong. All right. So please uh, continue to pray and asking God for His help with that. Uh, but in January, we'll have this in the bulletin uh, Sunday, I believe. Uh, remember, Brother Jonathan Stewart's going to be here for Bible conference, and uh, it's going to be a Wednesday through a Sunday, and we're going to have a good time with that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, he's going to do some things that, that are geared toward our theme. He's going to use, I think, Daniel as well uh, and bring some of that into what's going on today. Uh, so you, you don't want to miss. If y'all, I, I mean, anybody not heard Brother Stewart preach? Anybody? Well, you'll. He does a great impersonation of Sam. I mean, of Goliath. Y'all remember that? Yeah. So uh, anyway, but don't you, you don't want to forget about that. All right. Break, uh, go ahead and pull your prayer sheets out, um, brother. Uh, the next uh, tonight, next week, I've got some of our men preaching for us. I, I, brother Marco is going to preach tonight. And uh, he and Miss Eva, by the way, pray for Miss Eva. She's not feeling well. Uh, but when you live with Brother Marco, it makes a lot of people sick. Amen. So just uh, pray for her. <laughs> pray for her. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, but she's not feeling well. But they're going to be going, leaving out of town after, after service Sunday. So uh, pray for them as they go to be with their family, to keep them in your prayers. Uh, also, continue to pray for Brother Mark Carwile. He's doing uh, good at home with his uh, knee replacement surgery. Miss Barb is going to have hers next week, so uh, pray for her as well. I think uh, it's either next week or week after. It was about two weeks following his, so uh, pray for them as well. Uh, again, remember to pray for Miss uh, Erica, who's here tonight. Uh, it was good to see Brother Dennis and Miss Susie Sunday, but keep them in your prayer as well. Uh, just a lot of folks on here that, that need our prayer. Pray, continue to pray for Brother Gary uh, and Miss Mary as well tonight, uh, and I know they appreciate that. Pray for our missionary uh, of the week. We've been doing that in our bulletin as well. So uh, please pray for our missionaries. They uh, they uh, need our prayer. They go through things that you and I don't have to go through, and uh, so I'm I'm uh, I'm mindful of that. So please pray for them. All right. Uh, also, uh, uh, we took all of the uh, donations over to uh, uh, Homeless No More Baptist Church today, and uh, so met, they were extremely thankful. Uh, went to church this morning with them. They have church uh, at 11 o'clock during the week. And uh, so uh, I was just, I had a good time. I'm telling you, y'all, you should have been there. It was awesome. Uh, they, they, uh, I, I just like their matter-of-factness, you know. In fact, they, they were praying. And I was telling my, my brother Marco that they were praying and somebody's phone went off while they were praying. And the gentleman praying, uh, he was he'd taken a prayer request, and he said, "And Lord, please help that person turn their phones off so it don't go off during the preaching." <laughs> and I thought, <clears throat> maybe I'm gonna start praying that way. Amen. <laughs> uh, so uh, they were taking song requests, and somebody requested a song, and they said, "No, that's not a Christian song. We're not gonna <laughs> sing that one." And I thought, man, that is, I, 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 I enjoyed it. The preacher preached. And uh, so, man, I'm telling you, it was just a, I just had a great time. And the preacher asked me today, he said, do, do you think we've, uh, is, you feel like you've been to church or you feel like you've been to a mission? You know, there's a difference, you realize. Yeah, 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 I yeah. said, oh, no, I feel like I've been to church. Yeah, yeah. I said, man, and in fact, I, one of the young ladies that was sitting here, a homeless young lady, uh, uh, her name was Nikki. Y'all prayed for her. And, um, you know, it's, it makes an impact on people when you remember their name. Right. And, and it just, uh, I saw her after church, and I said, Nikki, this is your third son, our third service here. I'll be praying for you. And next time I come, I hope to, get, I hope to see you. And she was just uh, very surprised, you could tell, because somebody remembered her name. Amen. And, and, you know, you see, it's important. 
it's not only, listen, it's also important here. Amen. That we get to know those that we worship with. And and I just, the Lord just really, I, you, you ought to go. I'll give you the, the address and you can go sometime and go to church. It'll, it'll make a, an impact on you. Uh, because I've certainly, I said it here a while back, I really believe that we have uh, turned our churches into country clubs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, in fact, I've, gonna, I've been thinking about a new sermon on country club Christianity. Mm. Mm. Wow. Uh, because, we, we, God, we're in the people business. That's right. And Amen. people need the Lord. Amen. Everybody needs him. So, but anyway, but pray. He was very thankful. Uh, by the way, I took him a check today for a thousand dollars too. Uh, we we had that in our mission fund, and and so we just uh, gave them uh, some money to help them. They're having a big day Sunday, so I you know, and I trust that'll help them. <laughs> uh, I, something I thought was I'll, I'll just I'm brother brother Marco's gonna preach. He said he's only gonna preach about ten fifteen minutes, so. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. But, um, no, but that, it, it was just a good time. So pray with him, all right? I'll not go into all that. But uh, it was just, uh, we just had a good time. But he is going to preach. I talked to him again today. He's going to preach for us the third Thursday in March at the fellowship. And uh, so just uh, uh, just enjoy his, his uh, spirit. So uh, mark that down, okay? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and pray for these and Pray for our worship tonight. Pray for Brother Marco as he preaches for us. Lord, give him liberty and, and uh, that he speak to our heart as well. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our folks. Thank you, God, for the privilege to be in this place. I, I'm thankful, Lord, that uh, God, for your many blessings. God, the preacher preached today, Lord, that about the goodness of God is, is uh, everlasting and endures to all generations. And, and uh, Lord, I'm thankful that God, even when finances are bad your lord you're still good god when the doctor comes he said and says that you have terminal cancer god you're still good lord there's nothing uh about circumstances that will subtract from your goodness and i'm thankful for that today i'm thankful we serve and worship a good god today and that you love us lord i'm thankful for your blessings upon us lord help us never ever to take those for granted lord how you've blessed and uh, God, the things that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for all the things that uh, we, we were able to take over to uh, the church today, Lord, for those folks. And pray, God, that you'd bless them, Lord, with all of the things that we we took. May it be used. And, Lord, that may they remember the preacher's message today about being a good God and how you supply all our need according to your riches and glory. So, Lord, I'm, I'm thankful for that today. I pray for... These that we mentioned, Lord, Miss Eva, Lord, who's not feeling well, and God, uh, for uh, Brother uh, Robert Fenwick, Lord, who's in an accident today, and God, you spared him and took care of him, and thankful for that today, Lord. Um, I pray also, God, for, uh, Lord, for all of our folks, God, that, uh, uh, Lord, are feeling bad. I'll, I'll not try to mention all of them, but God, that you, you know who they are, and I pray for them, God, that you'd raise them up, and God, that uh, if you don't come back before Sunday, that, Father, that you'll help us have a wonderful day in, in worship Sunday, Lord, that you'll please, uh, God, speak to the hearts of every uh, church member that's a, a member of this church, God, that they'll come Sunday, and, Lord, that you'll fill this place with church members, you'll fill this place with, with our guests, and, Lord, visitors, Lord, new families, new people that are coming, Lord, looking for a church home, and, God, we ask you to send us new folks, send us lost people, God, they'll come, and, Lord, they'll hear a clear presentation of the gospel, and they might get saved. And so, Lord, we just need you, God, and we, I know that we will fail without you. Help us to remember, Lord, that, God, uh, it, this time of year is all about you. And so, Lord, help us to put away uh, the selfish things in our lives, Lord, and even the things that we focus on in our, ourselves. I pray, God, that we'll put those aside, Lord, and just spend some time focusing on you. And Lord, we'll give you praise for that. Lord, I pray that you'd bless this offering. Pray, God, that you'd bless the gift and the giver, Lord, and may everything that we give be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you have an offering, you please come.
Amen. Amen. Now, at this time, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing the family of God, hymn 542. Yes, you may rise this time. <laughs> hymn 542. Let's just sing a chorus of the family of God, and then let's just greet our family members afterwards. Amen. Hymn 542. Hymn 542, the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this side. For I'm a part of the family, the family of God. Amen. Please greet each other at this time. Good to see you tonight as you find your place. Let's all take our Bible and open up to Luke chapter 1, a very familiar portion of Scripture uh, at Christmas time. Luke chapter 1. And we're going to start with verse 35 this, uh, this evening. I, I'm going to try not to be long, but my name is really Douglas Long Marco. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, because uh, we got things we need to do tonight, we're going to have our business meeting right after uh, our service. And so um, I'm going to try to get right to it. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. If you found your place, uh, read silently as I read out loud. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth... She hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who has called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's read verse 37 just one more time. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the things that we've done. It's been a busy day. All of us have been busy doing this and that at work, uh, at, at, even at church as we came in. There was many things to be done. But Lord, this is the most important time we come to, the preaching and the teaching from your word. So Holy Spirit, the very best way I know how I yield myself to you right now. And I ask you to fill me with your power as I speak to your people. I ask that you flow through me and go from person to person, seat to seat, and really from heart to heart. And speak to our hearts about the truth which we're about to receive. And may I say nothing that would bring shame to you. And nothing that you wouldn't say if you were in my boots. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. On Sunday, preacher read this text. I'm going to read it again as well. John 1 verse 14. John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only uh, uh, glory of the only begotten son, I'm sorry, the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Now I'm going to try to read it one more time and not stumble over it. Let's try it one more time. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. During this time of year, we're always so busy. We are, our, minds, our minds run in so many different directions all at the same time. There is so much to do, shopping and cooking and parties and card writing. And by the way, stay sober at the parties. Don't get drunk at the parties. Brother Gary, stay sober. We need you to do the right thing. Uh, uh, but there's card writing to do, packages to send, traveling, and so much more of those things. And then there's regular living on top of all of that. Amen? 
There's things that we have to do every day. We have to go to work. We have to take care of our family. We need to be in church, and we need to be in church, and then we also need to be in church and never miss a service Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You say, is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. We need to be in church. And the events of normal everyday life constantly are beating upon us regardless of what the season is. Amen? But it all comes together in most of our lives for December 25th, Christmas Day. I like Christmas. I like Christmas because during Christmas time, people seem to treat people better than they do at the rest of the time of the year. People are kinder, it seems like. I don't know about you. I don't say happy holiday to anybody. I say Merry Christmas to everybody. And and some people are like shocked. They don't know what to say. Some folks will go, uh, 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 and to you too. Others will go, Merry Christmas. And others will go, "Uh, I'm not allowed to say nothing. And I'll say, well, you can say it to me. I don't really care. Okay, I got it. The truth is, is that Christmas is a wonderful day. Many of us get excited and wait with anticipation for the giving and the receiving gifts. That is my favorite part of Christmas. I like that part of Christmas Day. I love watching my children and my grandchildren open their presents. I love that. Gifts. That's what seems to be the center of Christmas. Gifts. And by the way, that is the center of Christmas. That is what Christmas is all about, gifts. God gave us a gift that only he could give in his son, Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin, as we just read, who died on the cross for our sins, was buried, rose again from the dead, and gave us the gift of salvation and restored our relationship with the Father. We didn't have that before. That's a gift we receive at Christmas, and that is a gift. Luke chapter 2, if you would. Verse 8, we'll start to read. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. We'll read through verse 14. And there was there in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and lo the angel of the lord came upon them and the glory of the lord shone round about them i always feel like linus when i read this right here anybody else feel that way anyway and they were so afraid and the angel said unto them fear not for behold i bring you i can even hear uh, i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And I even feel like I should put a little towel on my head or something. Uh, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Now, that peace wasn't talking about no more wars. That peace was talking about the peace between us and God. See, we're at enmity with God. We are the enemies of God because of our sin. But here we see that there's peace. Why? Because Jesus brings that peace. That peace that passes all understanding. That peace that settled between the Father and myself. There was a payment that must be made for my sin. Can't meet that. And neither can you. So he gave us a gift. The gift of his son. That good tidings of great joy. The Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So what are the gifts that he's given us? What are these gifts we think about at Christmas time? The first gift I think about is the impossible He gave us the impossible. He said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. You remember, we read that just a little bit ago in chapter 1 and verse number 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Not a few things, not a couple things, nothing. What is that thing that you have, that impossible thing that's going on in your life? That's something that you must have from God and God alone. And it's just impossible for anybody to do it. You can't do it. I can't do it. The doctors can't do it. Your friends can't do it. Your parents can't do it. Your relatives can't do it. What is that impossible thing that you have? God can do it. God can do it. But are we willing to ask God to do it? Have you ever asked God to do something that was so hard that you think God has to work? 
That's the impossible on our part. Think about it just for a second. Jesus worked six days. He labored and worked, and he created everything in six days, and he worked so hard on the seventh he rested. It's true. Have you ever thought about asking God to do something so impossible that when he got done, he had to take a break? Yeah, we, we do think that's funny, but that is the impossible, right? What no one else can do. I would have never thought nine years ago when we came to this church, I came to this church to die. I came here so that my wife would have a place to be so that when I died, there, she would be in a good church with a home where she could be taken care of, where her home was paid for, and she'd be cared for completely. That's what I came here for, for I was dying. And if anybody remembers that knows that had been here, you know I was at the, that door. Boy, I got awful close. Preacher came to the house one day and thought it was over. I was never going to crawl out of that bed. It was done. I was done. And I got that close. But it's been the prayers of God's people that did the impossible. I remember sitting in the doctor's office. My wife was sitting there. And I came out of this. uh, I was uh, uh, under some uh, anesthesia. I call it a drunken stupor. But I was under anesthesia. And I was coming out of the anesthesia. And I said, what did he say? He said, you don't have no cancer. I said, what? She said, he said, it's gone. <laughs> Are you sure? Have you been under anesthesia? Were you dreaming? She said, no. He said, it's gone. I, I sat there speechless. What do you say? When it came in, I said, Are you sure? You're not thinking about somebody else's results because I know you're busy. You're talking about my, the work you just did, you're talking about me, right? You're talking about Doug Marco, his records. Yeah, Yeah, I looked, I followed everything and I can't find anything now. Your cancer's in remission. I, I, I Really, I was stunned. I went home and I went into our kitchen and I sat down at, at the head of the table where I sit and eat. And my son was sitting at the other side of the table. He was in from the Philippines. And he said, what's wrong? Because I was just dumbfounded. I had lived eight years dying. And I said, it's gone. He said, what's gone? I said, the cancer. My wife and I were just dumbfounded. I wanted them to do more tests, and they did. I wanted to know for sure. Why? Because God did that which was impossible to do. Because we have a God that gives the gift of impossibility. And he does that which is impossible. As the angel Gabriel announced to Mary, for with God nothing is impossible. We have the gift of salvation that he's given us. That's free. We have the gift of prayer that he's given us. Anybody can pray at any time. You can walk into the throne room of God. You know, if you tried to walk into the White House right now, you can't even get close to it. I'm serious. They have built all sorts of boundaries and walls around the White House because they're afraid of you and me. And if you wanted to go see the President of the United States, you used to be able to go and wait in line. I remember, I was young, used to be able to do this. In the 1960s, you could go and wait in line and go into the White House and get a free tour. You could even send in a petition to ask to see the president. When Abraham Lincoln was president, you could walk right into his office. Hey, I'd like to talk to you, Mr. President. Well, he is our representative, you know. You wouldn't think that today. You would think he's some kind of God or something. But he's not. He's not. But I can walk right into the throne room of the almighty God and ask anything I want in faith believing and he says he'll do it. He will do it. Call unto me, Jeremiah 33, and I will, not might, not could, I will answer thee and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Prayer is a gift. A new family. We got a gift of a new family, the church family. 
I'm closer to my church family than I am my own blood relatives. We get a new heaven and a new earth. We get a new daddy. I've got a brand new daddy. If I can call him Abba, Father. His title is God. But to me, he's my dad. I'm joint heirs with Jesus. It's another gift. I have a new relationship. I have a new brother. He's the son of God. He's my brother. Just as close to me or closer than my own brothers. You know what you do with your brothers, don't you? You trip them. You push them. You give them a Dutch rub. Amen? You do all that stuff. You pick on them. You slap them around. Your buddies. You do things to each other, for each other, and, <clears throat> and a lot of other things. But I have a new brother. It's the son of God, a new relationship. I have another set of brothers too. My church brothers. My brothers in Christ. My sisters in Christ. New fellowship, new family. I have hope, which I never had. I have joy, which I never had. I have a peace between me and God that's unbelievable which I had not had. These are all gifts that he gave to us yeah. on Christmas. Romans chapter 15 and verse number 13. <clears throat> but now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I have a new power. It's not solar power. It's not wind power. It's not run by coal or fuel. It's the Holy Spirit's power. It's the power of the Almighty God. The same power that created this universe is the same power that dwells in me. Wow, think about that for a moment. The same power that did all those things lives in me. And he says, let me empower you. Oh, we need to take advantage of that. That's a gift Amen. that he's given to us. Another gift he's given to us is hope. God gave us hope. There's so many hopeless people today. They don't know where to go or what to do. And it's growing. Our whole society in the United States, all the dreams are, dry, are, are drying up. And we're becoming a hopeless society. But wait a minute, I'll never be hopeless. My God gave me hope. I'm not living here. I'm only visiting. I'm only passing through. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The heavens beckon me from heaven's open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then oh, what would I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I don't feel comfortable here anymore. I don't feel like this is my home anymore. I don't want to spend time with the world. I will spend time in the world, winning the world, but I don't want to be in the world. I don't want to do the things the world does. Go where the world goes. Act like the world acts. Dress like the world dresses. Funny. I see people all the time. <clears throat> and I wear suits a lot. Nice coats, ties. I mean, on Wednesdays, on Sundays, more than that. Wherever I go often. I like dressing nice. This was called, you ready? This is called a business suit. People say, what are you doing? I'm working. What do you do? Business. You know what this is? A business. Well, you look so nice. My wife will come in with me at a store and they'll say, where are you two going? Are you going to a wedding? No, we're working. Listen, what is wrong with us today? We want to wear pants that my mama would have slapped me for wearing. Holes all over the place. Knees all pulled out. Dressed like a young man, she would say. Let me, let me put patches on those holes, Amen. Boy, I had patched up pants all the time. But we weren't walking around with holes. That's what, that's what bums did, my grandma would say. Are you out bumming? You look like a bum today. Hair's not combed. 
Hello? Brother Yule's got to worry about that a lot. Time he goes out, the wind blows that around. <laughs> but you know what? I have something greater than that. I got the Holy Spirit that lives in me. I represent him everywhere I go, and he represents me. And that's a power worth having. And that's a power worth respecting. And that's a power worth honoring. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 and she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What a wonderful gift. I don't have any sins. You're talking to St. Doug. St. <laughs> Doug. Yes, sir, buddy. I ain't got no sin. You say, well, didn't you sin today? Oh, yeah, but I ain't got it no more. It's immediately washed away. I have no more, there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. There's no more sin. It's paid. It's all paid. Before I can even spend it, it's paid. How would you like to have someone that says, I will pay every one of your bills. And when you go to buy it in the store, suddenly, boom, they're in front of you paying that bill for you. Well, that's what Jesus Christ did on the cross for my sin. He paid my sin debt. He paid it every time. Boy, it's all gone. Paid for, paid for, paid for. Now, the truth is, I do tell them I'm sorry when I act like a moron. And I have a tendency to do that. I'm in this flesh. I'm not in a perfect body. Although I'm pretty cute, it may not be a perfect body. Just never know what's going to happen, do you? But he saved us from our sins. And all the results from our sins for eternity... Now, yes, we have things on this earth that will be, sin leaves a mark, and it does, and it hurts. But the truth is, is that according to God, it's all gone. Luke chapter 2 and verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, the truth is, is I'm going to tell you about my favorite gift that God gave, and then we're going to stop. My favorite gift is the Word of God, the Bible. It's my favorite gift. God said, I'm not going to leave you where you don't understand what to do. I'm not going to let some some clown come around and tell you to follow them because there's a lot of clowns out here that call themselves preachers that don't know a thing about this book. And by the way, as I've said to many people many times, even in this pulpit before, don't believe me, believe this book. You need to know this book. You don't need to know what Doug Marco thinks the book says. You need to know what the book says. It doesn't matter what I think it says. It matters what it says. You're never going to stand before God for what I say it says. You're going to stand before God for what it says. And if you don't know what it says, you're going to be awful shocked when you stand before him. Because you'll have thought, well, I've really done pretty good. I should have some kind of reward. And you're going to find out, hey, you didn't do as good as you thought you did. Amen? You need to make sure that you know what the Bible says. Follow it. Love it. Obey it. That's what we need. Scripture was intended by God to be the guide of human reasoning. That's what um, a great man in the past by the name of... uh, now, I can't even find what his name is now. My mind went blank. Post knows people's names. I carry my ID on me all the time because oh, I don't know who I am most of the time. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Noah Webster said that. Well, gave us the, gave us the, uh, uh, the, the, a wonderful dictionary. Uh, Noah Webster also said Amer- the Bible is America's basic textbook in all fields. For many decades that was true, but today it's been cast aside, left alone, mocked, dejected, rejected by our country and many Christians even. Many Christians turn to books that contain some of the Word of God, but are not the Word of God. We need to be having something that's an every word Bible. Every word Bible. Bible, not a Bible that contains the Word of God, but a Bible that is the very words of God. And that's what we use in the English. It's the King James. 
and it has to do with the textual, not the fact that King James had anything to do with anything. Because King James was a sinner just like everybody else. But God preserves his word. uh, God gave us the Bible. The the Bible is my God, my heavenly father, my Abba, my daddy, sitting me down and saying, come here, son. Let me tell you how to live while you're on this earth. Let me show you your every need how I can meet it for you. Come on, son, I love you. I want the very best for you. And the only way I'm going to give you, you're going to have the very best is you have my book. See, because Jesus is the word. And though he was here in the flesh, he's also here today in his word. This is Jesus today for you and I. He says he's the word and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus Christ right there. I'm going to hang on to him. Listen, God's not going to give me something that's a part of Jesus. He's not going to say, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you his left thigh, but I'm not going to give you anything more. I'll give you the big toe of his right foot with some hair on it. He doesn't say that. He gives us all of Jesus in this book. And that's why it's so important that we have this. And not all those books that leave so many things out. And by the way, that's why I don't listen to a lot of commentaries either. See, I'm a doctor of theology. You know what that means? Nothing. It means I paid a lot of money and got a lot of opinions from men. And you read all these scholars and I realized one day, hey, I got three doctorates degree. I'm as scholarly as they are. And I don't know anything. And they're giving me their opinion. I don't want their opinion. I want what God has to say. Amen. So my father's given us this book, and he's preserved it. Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 12 and verses 6 and 7. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, and thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. If God does not give us an every word perfect Bible, then God is a liar. Because he's promised to preserve his word. Matthew 24 and 35, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. What a great promise we have. He preserved his word. I have it. You have it. We have it in our hands. So let me ask you something. Do you read it? If you read it, do you obey every word of it? If you don't obey every word of it, then what you're saying to God is I'm as good as you are. And my opinion is as valuable as you are. Well, you say, what do you mean by that, Brother Mark? Well, let's just use one example. We'll just use one. Let's see. I don't know the verse now. Um, um, Let's just say we're all supposed to gather together. Okay? I don't remember the verse. My mind went blank. (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty blank most of the time anyhow. And so much more as the date comes forth. Huh? Hebrews 10.25, which says, Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. I knew it was in there somewhere, okay? You know what that means? We're supposed to follow the word of God. That means we're supposed to gather together. You say, well, I don't think Sunday evening church is as important as Sunday morning church. Where, where did you get that? You made that up. You say, what? You made that up. You know, when Thomas got his name, Doubting Thomas, you know what service he missed? Sunday night. True. So that means every time that you miss a Sunday night service, and I'm not picking on anybody in particular, I'm just picking on all of us in general. 
every time you miss a Sunday night service, you're acting like Thomas the doubter. I'd rather act like Paul, the man of faith. I got enough problems. I don't need to be a doubter. You say, well, I, I believe most of it. I try to keep as much of it as I can. And, you know, things come in the way. No, you put things in the way. Because suddenly you said, this is more important than what God says. Be careful. Be careful. It's a gift that God gave you and I. We're supposed to obey it. No matter what. Do you hide it in your heart? We're supposed to. That word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Only way I can get victory over sin in my personal life, even though it's forgiven, but I want victory, is to hide it in my heart. You'll put other things up there. Oh, you'll know a song from the 1950s, 1970s, 80s. I don't know. I'm old. I think of the 1950s. You get this about somebody can just give me a couple notes of a song and suddenly, boop, it's, the whole thing is there. Anybody else have that problem? But somebody can say a word or two of scripture and it's like, where's that at? What was the next word? Kind of like a few moments ago. We're supposed to hide it in our heart. Do you love it? No matter what. Are you using his gifts that he's given you? God is doing what is impossible for us. He's given us salvation by grace and faith. So are you living in prayer? Are you attending church? Are you looking forward to that new heaven and new earth? I mean, to the place where your whole life is built around it. Not that you talk about it, but that you mold and build everything in your life towards that day in which Jesus will return. So you're living in such a way that if he came back right now, you're 100% prepared. Not like, oh, can you wait just a minute? Wait just a minute. Let me, let me, can't make it this confessed over here before you, act, God, oh, God. that trump's going to sound right. I'm going to have a moment to say, Lord, forgive all that. I'm gone. You don't get that in much time. In a, in, a, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, gone. Are you living in that hope, that peace, and that joy that he presents for us as we approach the beginning of a new year? Let us vow to the Lord that we will embrace his word, the gift that he's given you and I, that we'll obey it, even when it tells us to do something that we don't like, even when it tells us to do something that I rather would rather, I got other things I'd really like to do. You know, Sunday's my only afternoon and I can get things done. We won't miss work, but we sure will miss church. Hide it in our hearts. And let's make 2024 a year in which we embrace the gifts that God has given to us at Christmas. Father, thank you for this truth you've given to us. Holy Spirit, make it come alive and real in our hearts and our lives. Holy Spirit, you have your way, please. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if God's spoken to your heart, you come right now. Altars open, you come right now.